Hello everyone, my name is Anthony Perez and I am your host for the first episode of Voices of Rolling. So what our first episode is going to be about is basically overbearing parents and the effect that they have on their children, especially long-term into their adulthoods. So here we have Anthony, of course, and we also have our friend Alan, who has um, very, let's say, overbearing parents. Very strict parents, I guess, is a good word for it. Alpha, would you like to? Hello. Would uh, you like to tell us some stuff about your parents? All right. Um. So first of all, my parents, like uh, the condition of like me having a phone, kind of thing. Like I can't turn my phone off. If I turn my phone off and my parents are trying to get a hold of me, like they will call the cops on me. Like, that's happened to my sister. They called the cops on her the one time because she, like, did not answer their phone calls. And, and which is pretty insane. Like, or like your phone can die, too, and they will still do the same thing. Because they're just, like, I don't know if it's their anxiety kind of thing or, like, just because. And another thing that they do is track us so if they see we're anywhere they'll be like i'll make like i'll make a trip to walmart for example and then i won't tell them or anything like that and they'll be like oh how was your trip to walmart i'm like how do you know that like you just sit there on your phone and tracking us so like i feel that comes from parents obviously have an anxiety over their children's safety because of course as a parent you're not going to want your child to be in harm's way but i also feel like it's just their expectations because parents obviously they want their kids to end up in like a safe and i don't know how to explain it sorry they want their kid down a certain path in their eyes and those expectations sometimes manifest in controlling mannerisms that they develop. And, for example, my mother, she would never let me sleep over another friend's house. And I would ask her why. Every time it was always the same thing. I don't know them. I don't know their parent. I need to speak to them. Which, of course, is understandable. But even when she would know them it was still almost impossible to let me sleep over another friend's house. So I never had a sleepover, which I can't relate to in all these movies where kids and their friends are over at each other's houses. I can't relate to that. Yeah, you see, with me, like, my parents would let me sleep over, like, other people's houses and stuff, but, like, my mom, like, had to know the parents. And, like, well. Like, so I'd just be like, Hey, I want to go sleep over, like, this one person's house that, like, you don't know, and she'd be, like, she'd freak out. Like, nope, not going. I'm like, so so-and-so's going to be there that you do know, and she's like, nope, not going. Yeah. Um, another thing that 
our guest star Alan brought up was the phone. So I know like a big topic on the internet and there's been several TikToks made of this is that parents need to check their child's phone. So me, I have had a very negative experience with that. I do think that they should just like every once in a while and it shouldn't be too invasive, of course. But what happened in my experience is one night I was talking to a friend of mine and for context, my sexual orientation is gay. I am a gay male, but I was still trying to figure myself out during this time. And while I was talking to my friend, that topic came up. And whatever, we spoke through that whole conversation. I put my phone down. I was getting ready to go to bed. And next morning when I wake up, I noticed that my phone has way too many tabs that just me as a person, I can't have too many tabs open. So I knew something was up already. My kick at the time was still up. Um, so that tab was open, my photo galleries was open, my messages, Instagram, Twitter, every single social media app of mine was open, and I remember when I went to bed, I had a message from my friend that I knew he replied good night, but when I woke up, that message wasn't there because it got read, so I knew someone had went through my phone. And my password was my son's. It wasn't like a password that you had to type out or anything. So, you know, someone could just grab my phone, grab my finger when I'm asleep, put it, unlock it. They could know everything, which is what happened. My mom that night, she came in my room, unlocked my phone, checked everything and saw every conversation that I had on that phone. It is 7 in the morning, I'm getting ready to go to school, or I'm on my way to school, sorry, and she asked me a question about what I had to say to her, which of course was me having to come out to her, and I was not ready at the time. If you gave me about a year later, which I did come out a year later, I wouldn't have been forced to come out. And I would have chosen to come out on my terms. But because my mother overstepped her boundaries with me, it forced me into coming out. And it during that year, my life changed drastically because now I felt pressure to come out. All because someone didn't respect my boundaries and my privacy on my phone. And later on, I would always tell her, like, with my little brother, please don't do the same thing, because although kids are younger, and yes, they should listen to you, they are also human beings, and you need to learn to respect them, and their space, and their privacy. There's something that I do think kids should be able to keep from their parents. Obviously, not everything. But stuff like that, like where they aren't ready to come out, I do think should be kept private until they're ready. 
but that was taken away from me because, again, someone didn't respect my privacy. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I know, like, when I was growing up, we, like, my mom would just walk in the door without knocking and stuff like that. And actually, one time, kind of funny, kind of disturbing, um, she walked in on my brother getting a hand job because she just walked in. And he was, like, 15 or 16. And I just, like, especially when parents don't respect kids' boundaries, it's just, like, you create kind of a situation with the child that, A, it becomes hard to trust the parents, almost. It creates a lot of trust issues, in my opinion. And, B, it can create them to have a lot of anxiety, I think, at least. Like, yeah. I just think it can create um, the child to end up having a lot of anxiety and anxiety problems as well as depression problems. They don't even have locks on like almost any door in my house. Like my parents straight up just walk right in whenever. Like they don't knock. Like the only knocking there ever is is like knocking on the bathroom door to see if it anybody's in there. That's it. They otherwise they just open your door right up and see what you're doing or anything like that. And, it really is an invasion of privacy. Like, it would be at least nice for them to knock before they enter. Like, even if they just knock and then open the door, it's better than, like, straight up opening the freaking door. <laughs> Not even in, like, serious, like, um, yeah, sorry, serious situations, like, where Ali just heard about her brother. It's like, I could be singing and, like, you know, in my head performing for an audience. But if you enter in that, that's so embarrassing. Like, please yeah. shut the door. Ignore what you just saw and heard. Just let me be in my own space. It's not that hard just knocking or saying, hi, I'm coming in. I'm giving you, like, three, five seconds, like, it could just be something recreational and you're still invading that space. Yeah. Because of my parents not knocking, like, like it's become, like, normal for me to not knock because I don't think of it because that's how I was raised. Like, like you just open the door. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, well, like, <laughs> it's just going to be, like, such a, like, weird thing, like, transition to, like, college kind of stuff where you, like, knock on your roommate's door and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it also there's also the aspect of like parents being overbearing when it comes to like what they let their kids like see or like do. For example, when I was growing up, like ratings were ratings. We were not if we were like under thirteen, we were not allowed to watch anything that was PG thirteen. I wasn't allowed to watch like Ed and Eddie growing up, or like King of the Hill, or like Family Guy. None of that stuff. And, like, we weren't allowed to play, like, E10 games, for example, until we were 10. It's just, like, I don't know, sheltering your kids like that is just not great. It just makes them become, like, sneaky, I guess. Like, when I was, like, 12, I was decently sneaky. sneaky. I was always sneaking up to my brother's rooms to play, like, Skyrim and stuff like that because it's something that I wasn't able to play. 
and it kind of creates this idea in especially kids i think that it's okay to kind of sneak behind your parents back and do things and in my opinion that can escalate like i watch with my brother josh my oldest brother and um by the time he was like 15 16 he was like sneaking behind my parents back and like smoking and stuff like that when he was 16. or like my brother kyle was like sneaking behind theirs smoking weed and doing like shrooms when he was still a teenager i think like especially when they're being like that where they're very strict on things that kids like obviously want to do and doesn't really harm them like watching king of the hill how is that really bad for a 10 year old you know what i mean it just ends up creating like sneaky kids i guess which is not always a good thing my brother josh for example still smokes because now he's addicted to it he tried it once just to be like yeah like screw you parents fuck you i'm gonna try this and now he can't stop yeah um something that i also want to bring up that like you know just besides like the privacy and you know controlling your space and stuff parents also have a really bad habit of judging your every decision that you make without them because for one my mother is a christian and she goes hard by the bible you know it states like oh the person can't have any marks they can't pierce themselves no tattoos and me i don't believe in that but she tries to force it on me sometimes at least that's how I feel. Like, sometimes she thinks it's like, oh, it'd be beneficial for you to go. But it's like, I don't want to. Like, I'm sorry. But where I'm going with this is that when I was in my freshman year of college, I had my own dorm. And my father would constantly criticize me saying, why don't you stay home? You have all the freedom you want and have and or you can't have sorry and you'll save that money but it's like living alone is obviously different than living at your parents house because you just have so much more freedom you could decorate how your room you, you could decorate your room how you want it and i know i like how your dad says that but he gives you like no freedom anyways go on no yeah for real like there's a lot more instances that i'm not saying but like this is like the big thing um and he would always criticize me like that. And my mom would even back me up on this, which I'm glad she did. I will recognize that. But she would tell him up front, like, there's just a certain level of freedom that you get when you live alone than you live with your parents. And you could just leave whenever you want when you have your own dorm or in your own place, I guess. So one day, I decided to go get my ears pierced impulsively with a friend because she brought it up. I'm like, you know what? Yes, I've been wanting to. Let's go. I got it pierced. I came back. My dad was upset that I got it, not because I got it, but because I didn't speak to him about it, which I know if I did speak to him, the answer would have been the same thing that I had. It always was when I asked him about it. He would always tell me, no, don't get it. It's going to look bad on you. 
No, it did not. <laughs> and two, why would I ask when I already know the response? And I wouldn't even be given permission for it. Why can't I just go? Like, I am technically already an adult at the time. Not as much as I am now, but I am still an adult. And it's just like, why would I ask when I already know what's going to happen? I did it a few more times with the piercings. And every time it upset him. But it's like, how can I talk to you when, whenever I try to talk to you? I always get brushed off and you always end up either yelling at me or just overwhelming me with everything that you have to say that I never get to speak about what I want to say. And I never get to like express how I feel because you're coming like overbearing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess kind of going off of that, um, I know like when my... I don't have any tattoos because needles terrify me. But, like, when my siblings got tattoos, my dad always, like, criticized the choice of, like, type of tattoo that they got. And, like, at this point, I mean, my brothers are already grown. They already have issues with, like, anxiety and depression, mostly from my parents, mostly from my dad, actually. Um, So that just kind of, like, made it a little, like, so much worse, especially when they, like, comment about your body. And it can give you so Mm -hmm. many self- Esteem issues. Esteem issues, yeah. Thanks. Um, Like, when I was growing up, like, I was chubby. I'm still chubby. I recognize this, right? Um, But my dad would always, like, really criticize me about it. Like, he'd be like, you need to eat healthier. Or he'd be like, alright, we're gonna weigh you, like, every day to see if you're losing weight. We're gonna sign you up for all these sports that you don't want to play so you'll lose weight. And, like, especially, not as much now. Like, I'm, I'm comfortable with my skin. I love myself now. But especially when I was in high school, it made me so depressed and just so, like, upset with my own kind of, like, body image and how I saw myself and how other people saw myself because I thought everyone saw me as my dad does. Now, you know, later on in life, I'm 24 now, I'm realizing people don't give a fuck. Honestly, I'm skinnier than most people that I know, but, like, still. It just kind of, especially in high school, just made me have so many issues of especially depression that just I should not have had because that was why I had it. Also, my grandmother, overbearing grandparents as well, she would do the same thing. When I was, like, five, she told me that I was fat and kept weighing me every day. I'm five! Like... Oh, my God. Yeah, that's something you didn't know about me. Yeah. She would, like, force me to go on walks with her, and, like, every time after our walk, she would go and weigh me. And then she'd yell at me because, like, I haven't lost weight. And I'm like, Grandma, (laughs) it's been a day! (laughs) Like, I hate when parents do that kind of shit, because, like, it creates so many issues with their- They think they're helping, but it's really just making their kids so much depressed. I'm very lucky that I didn't end up having, like- Issues to the point where I was having, like, anorexia anorexia or anything like that. Like, because that's how that generally happens with kids, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Especially parents. They're like, our comments don't matter. Like, you know, there are kids. They they don't really, like, soak in what they say, but they really do. You know what I mean? Yeah. My... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go. go. Yeah. Okay. So I've experienced it, and my sister have experienced that. 
um, my parents would just, um, like, crap talk my sister so much because she would go and get ice cream, like, two times a week or something and call her fat and that she needs to work out and be healthier and all this stuff. Like, and then on me, because I I am very skinny, <laughs> where, like, I kind of went and I was going up, I take what my parents yell at my sister for and I, I like think that you know if i act like her then it's gonna you know come back on me like they did to her so then i'm the complete opposite <laughs> almost of my sister and i got that i need to eat more i need to like eat a hamburger like you need to like work Ooh, out too because i'm so, like so skinny and i need to put on weight and stuff like that. And I was like, that's really bad for me too. Cause like, like now I literally look at myself and I like see myself as actually a fucking toothpick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could a hundred percent like see how these actions that come out of good intentions lead into eating disorders because me growing up, I, it started like in middle school, it still happens now, I would stay up late, and I would only eat, I think, twice a day, it would be at school, I was always late for breakfast, so never breakfast, it was, it was always lunch at school, when I would come home, but because I would stay up late at night, either doing homework or playing games, I would get hungry, and I would eat, but then, when my parents or my family members would be up. It's happening more recently because I'm staying up later. They would always tell me, like, oh, you're always eating so much. But it's like, I really haven't. Like, I really only ate, like, what, breakfast and then around, like, what, 1? And now it's 11 or 12 in the night. Like, all because you just happen to see me eat at the same time doesn't really reflect how many times I've ate or how much I've ate. So it could really screw up with your eating habits in like a, I guess, a, I'm not sure if it would be considered gaslight because you're now questioning your own reality of how much you've eaten when deep down you know how much. But because mm -hmm. of you're questioning yourself now, it's like, well, maybe I should stop eating when really... You're barely even eating to begin with. Or... Mm, there was something else that I wanted to speak about and I just completely forgot about. Was it the door thing? Um... Honestly, my doors have locks. It's not as bad as your situation where, like, Alan's household literally does not have any locks except for the, ba the bathroom. Mine at least does. It's just they demand it to be open. But at least mine does. Um, oh, it was with the parents wanting, like, the best for the kids, but it comes off the wrong way. So, mm. a, again, with my father, um, I'm trying to look for an apartment. I found one. And I was supposed to be moving in in August. But, again, he was telling me, like, hey, you could save all this money, you have all the freedom you want, which I don't have. And he was telling me that 
or sorry, not turning, he was telling my mom behind my back that I wanted to go to the apartment again near my school to go do drugs again. So for context for that, back in November of 2020, yeah, 2020, I did weed for the first time. And then back in March, I did it again for the second time. My, sorry, no, my first time was in right before the pandemic started, then November, then March, so a total of three times. There was always a small amount and never did anything to me. It's just not for me. But for some reason, my dad has this idea that I'm hooked on it and that I want to go back to the area of my school so I could go do drugs with my friends again. My anxiety issue does not allow that, and I can't even have sugar, which I've told him many a time that I can't go get ice cream with him because it will mess my system up. I can't. So it's like, if you know I don't even eat sugar, why do you think I'm going to go do drugs? Like, and then that's another thing of, like, trust issues. Parents, I think, should have more trust in their kids than they do now. But I can also see why they don't. Well, you know, you need a certain level of trust there. Like, if you suspect your kids are, like, doing, like, hard drugs or something like that, like, yeah, you need to invade their privacy. But, like, if there's no reason for you even to suspect anything, why are you invading their privacy? And some people might say, like, Oh, you won't know unless you invade their privacy. If you're a good parent, you'll realize. Like, if your kid's coming home, bloodshot eyes, smelling like weed, like, obviously they're smoking. Like, there's really good telltale signs that don't involve you going and, like, reading through their phone or, like, going through their room looking for shit to know if they are doing stuff like that. It's not that smoking weed is bad or anything. No, it's not. That's just in their eyes. But y'all know, you two know that, like, before I would always get ice cream in the night. I can't even do that because my anxiety doesn't allow me to. So, like, it kind of hurt me as his child that he that he can't even trust me to go live by myself because he thinks that I'm going to go do drugs <laughs> when I can't even have ice cream. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and then Um, that, like, TikTok that you had told me about, about, like, your mom sending you that thing about taking off your door, that's just crazy. mm Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else. There was another talk behavior that my parents do and I just completely forgot again. Um oh okay so something that my mom does back in 2016 when I got my first debit card she had opened an account with her as a joint owner with me. Mm. That account is still the one that I use because it's my main one. And 
just recently I was able to escape that just a little bit because I opened another account just by myself online through Chase and I do all my transactions right now. But my money always comes in first through the main one where she's a joint owner. So <clears throat> I would have two accounts or three now in my savings, but she would always look every morning on every transaction that I made on my primary account and she would always question it to me. She would always ask me, oh, why are you sending this person money? Oh, what is this charge? What are you buying? And when I would, whenever I would explain to her, she either wouldn't believe me, would always tell me to stop spending money. You, you're gonna know when you get a job and stuff like that. I got a job. Nothing changed. She was always questioning me, saying, "Save it, save it, save that money." And it's like I'm working for this money. Why don't I have the privilege to at least use it how I want? When I'm the one working for it, not you anymore. So it's just really stressful for me financially because every time I want to make a transaction, I always have to keep my mother in mind. Always thinking of an excuse what to say or what it's for. And it's just stressful because now, like, I still don't have that financial freedom where if she wasn't the like joint owner, I wouldn't have to worry about that. And it's still kind of insane that I will be 21 this following month and my mom still looks at my account history and stuff like that every morning. So going off of that a little bit, when I was like, um, I opened my account, I think I was like 15, something like that. Um, my dad had to be a joint person on it because I wasn't 18 yet, so I couldn't open my own account, right? Um, and he's still joint on it because I keep forgetting to take him off. There's only, like, one bank that's actually open. That's my bank, and it's just not convenient to go to, so I keep forgetting to take him off. And, like, I figured that, you know, I'm 24. I live on my own. I hardly, literally hardly even see my dad. I only see him once once in a blue moon. Thank God. But, um, I thought, like, oh, he's not checking, like, you know, the statements or anything that he gets. He probably just rips them up and throws them away. Well, I was out to dinner with him for my grandfather's, no, it was for uh, my grandfather's wife's birthday, Jerry. Uh, about a month or two ago. I think it was in, like, February, maybe. And, um, he was, like, and I was saying that I don't have a lot of money right now, so I'm happy that he, he paid for my dinner, so I was saying that I don't have a lot of money right now, so thanks for paying for my dinner. And he's, like, oh, yeah, I checked it, um, this morning. I know you only have, like, $30 in there. And I'm, like, why are you checking, I'm, why are you checking my account? Why do you care? Like, and that, that is how much money I had in there. It was, like, right before I got paid, so I was, I was poor as hell. But, um, I'm 24, living on my own. You pay for nothing of mine, by the way. Nothing at all. I'm completely, like, I pay for all my own stuff. I'm not even on his health insurance to that point. He pays for nothing for me except for that one dinner. Whenever I go out to dinner with him, he pays for it. That's about it. But I could have paid it. But anyways... But why are you still checking on my bank account? Like, 
are does it make you feel more connected in my life like just text me dude i don't know like i was very baffled by that and a little concerned i was like i i really need to get him off of my account if he's still if he's still checking it because that's a little creepy for my dad to still be checking my account in my opinion at least what do you guys think about that i definitely agree because my parents <laughs> when i got my joint account with them like they still check mine as well i'm 20 almost 21 but it, it is insane that your parents are like still checking your account when you're you know you're an adult like they don't put money in why are they looking yeah. at the money that's coming in and out like what what's that matter to them like i had thought nothing of having him on there because like i said i didn't think he checked it or anything like it was just, like, one of those things that he was just kind of on there because he had to be at one point. I just haven't taken him off yet. But now I find out, like, a month or two ago, he's still checking everything for some reason. And that's kind of, like, creepy. It's an invasion of my privacy, definitely. As a 24-year-old, for your parent to still be checking how much money you have for no reason. And to go off of that, by the way... Um, he used to, he used to give, like, my brothers and stuff money for gas all the time when they lived around here. No, they live all over the country, but, um, my account's literally been, been, like, the negatives, and he's never, like, reached out, like, hey, do you need help? Even though he sees my account, which is a little annoying, but, like, if you're seeing it, at least, like, reach out and make sure I'm okay if I have, like, negative money in my account, because, like, bills are coming out that I wasn't thinking of, so I had to switch money over to my savings, but, anyways, like... I don't know. At least make sure your kid's okay if you can see their bank account and it's like their bank account is obviously not okay at the time. At least do some good with being able to see it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But no. What do you think about that guy? No, I, like, if you see I'm struggling, you know, and you're always complaining, you could just help me with some money. So I'm yeah. not in the negatives. I was just, I was like... I was like, I was gobstopped by that. I was, what, what the actual fuck? Why are you still looking at that? I was, I was it's shook just, at that dinner. I'd be so some, livid. Some parents just completely forget that their babies are indeed still human. And that they have their own boundaries and privacy and like, it should be respected. But people just. Oh, respect your elders. I'm your bow here, not you. Everything is how I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Again, through your parent, you get to see a lot of the stuff, but there's still people, and you need to respect that, obviously. And I kind of, that's for sure one thing if I ever become a parent, that it will not continue under me. Mm-mm. Yeah. You will be getting your privacy. You will be getting locks in your room. I will be knocking on the doors. I will, if you're not of age, obviously I have to be a joint. But as soon as you're 18 or whatever the age is, I'm going to take myself out of that account. Like whatever you do with your money is you, but just make sure that you're smart and don't go into negative because I will not be helping you. That is on you. I'll help you the first time. Just so you learn to not do that again. But then you you have to get a job. 
sadly, and here you have to get a job to live. So. Well, like I said, with mine, like, I had money in my savings, I just switched over, but, like, it annoyed, it annoyed me, because, like, with his stepkids, for example, he paid for, like, almost all their stuff all the time, even though they both have jobs, he still pays for everything, for some reason. And, like, like I said, with my brothers, he used to help them out all the time, but it's, like, me, he's like, eh, fuck you, kind of a thing. I don't know, it's weird. Anyways. So, do you guys have any last uh, things you would like to say before we wrap up? If you are a parent listening to this, please very much consider what we said and change those habits if you do them. Yeah, please Obviously, be like, you... like my mom, for example, she realized, especially after my mom and dad got divorced, that she was being like really toxic towards us with like privacy and stuff like that. And she changed those habits, and that really ended up help- helping me and all my brothers form, like, a lot better of a bond with my mom than we had ever had. And now it's amazing. Like, we, like, she's, like, my, me and my brother's best friends now, and it's great. And we all turned out really well, even though she ended up giving us privacy, matter of fact. So, we're all doing really well my for mom, ourselves now. My mom definitely learned because she would always check my grades every day. Obviously, teachers have to grade. Grades don't change like that. They change over time. I told her that when my brother got into middle school, don't do what she did with me. It gives the child so much anxiety, constantly worrying about their grades. Even though they know it's going to be okay, the parent doesn't. And they don't always believe it because, yes, there is the excuse of, oh, my teachers haven't graded yet. But sometimes the teachers really just haven't graded yet. Mm -hmm. I told her just, well, my brother, take it easy on him. You can still check his grade, just not every day, maybe weekly. And she learned that my anxiety would spike up back in middle and high school because of that. And she apologized for that, which I am grateful for because she learned. I just hope she doesn't repeat those same patterns with my brother. Alpha, anything you like to say? Just please don't be, like, snooping parents for, like, no legitimate reason, you know? Or, like, don't call them up and just scream at them for, like, not being, like, because, like, oh, what'd you get at Walmart or, you know, and shit like that. Like, even though the only way you would have known that is by looking at their location. Like, you have no reason to. Well, this has been our first podcast about overbearing parents. I hope you all enjoyed um, Voices of Wolleron doing their first podcast. Uh, special gang, um, special thanks to our guest star, Alan, aka Alpha, talking about his overbearing parents and his experiences. If you guys, wherever you're listening to this, give us five stars, likes, reviews, tell people about us. So it'll greatly help us improve this podcast and grow it. So thanks a lot. And come back for the next episode. If you are interested in knowing what the next episode is, it is about paranormal activities and our experiences with ghosts and whether or not we believe in them. So if you are a fan of paranormal activities or ghosts, stay tuned. 
So I wasn't told about what the next episode was going to be yet, and that just made me really excited <laughs> to talk about it, because I have a lot that goes with that. So yeah, follow us, like us, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you're listening, so you can hear, our, you know when our next show's coming out, and you can listen to it.